So I've been thinking a lot lately, is Bitcoin a collectible? Is it a commodity? Is it a security? And I don't think it's a collectible because I don't think it's tangible. And I think that that matters. It's not a commodity. It's not a raw input good, right, that's consumed or that's used to uh, satisfy some human need, whether it's food or, you know, a raw material good. Um, it's not of nature. Again, I think a commodity has to be tangible. And Bitcoin is not tangible. And yesterday I was looking at the definition again of a financial asset, right? And I, I listened to this great Jim, James Turk, you know, formerly of Gold Money, <clears throat> started the company, uh, interview about nine years ago with this guy, um, I don't know his name, uh, and it's still up on YouTube. Nine years ago, if you just type in James Turk Bitcoin, it'll come up, uh, where he talks about Bitcoin and how it's a unique invention, especially with, you know, able to counteract the d double spin problem of, uh, you know, sort of an online asset, a financial asset in a decentralized way. Well, quote unquote, decentralized. Um, but his problem with Bitcoin was that it isn't a tangible asset. And he explained the fact that, like, uh, you can't extinguish the debt when you do the transaction, unless you have a physical, tangible asset. And the idea that you could have like gold sitting in a, in a pool, right? Where, where everyone owns gold and you could transfer value that way. Is that a financial asset? Well, I mean, sort of, you sort of have to trust, right? But, but we're not talking about trusting an entity, a centralized entity. We're we're, what we're doing is we're saying, is something real that backs this entity? And if you have a gold-based system, you would have a tangible asset, a real, real type of money versus now, you know, I think what he was explaining in the video is that now we have currencies, which are not backed by anything tangible. And so everything or money itself has become this financial asset, which depends on someone's promise or promise um, to or trust, right? To keep this asset, uh, uh, and he, he, he did specify, he said, uh, keep the assets purchasing power up or value up, right? That's very different than a promise, like an IOU or a promise to pay you something, right? This is, and actually what we're talking about when we're talking about, you know, central banks, because they can print, right? But I mean, in theory, we're talking about um, them being able to hold the value of the currency. That's what matters. Um, now, there is a separate issue of can they pay you? And that's usually, you know, commercial banks, right? Because they could go under and then default. Of course, we all have, we all, uh, we have some, some FDIC, but that's a separate issue. But Bitcoin, does it resemble, you know, I don't think it's a commodity. I think that people get mining confused what mining is, and that's why they think of it as a commodity. But if you think about mining for a little bit longer, um, you think, and, you know, I'm surprised because... The Howey test, I haven't been focusing on the Howey test for securities, but other people have. And um, so why haven't they seen this? And I started thinking about this with the Loomis bill. But if you just think about the Howey test, it, it, is Bitcoin, you know, does it violate this Howey test somehow? Well, it actually does. If you think about um, these miners and let's think about the business of Bitcoin mining. And that is the business of um, what they need to do to mine is they need to, 
you know, fund their business. And what, what do they sell, right? What do they ultimately have to sell that funds this business called Bitcoin mining? And we're not talking about just getting new coins out of the ground. We're also talking about confirming transactions. This thing that Bitcoin has to keep doing, right? They have to keep having miners. No, it doesn't have to have the same miners, but it has to have, you know, mining available. Uh, mining has to be, has to be done, let's just say. Um, so to perpetuate Bitcoin. So how do they fund this? Well, how are they funding their business, right? And how we test is basically providing capital, right? An investment of, of dollars to someone. So someone who buys Bitcoin from a miner is investing dollars um, to support this business, to keep operating, to keep doing what they're doing, which is mining Bitcoin and also confirming transactions, which goes along with the mining of the Bitcoin and the Bitcoin reward. So they have to ultimately pay their expenses in dollars at the end of the day. And how do they do that? Well, they have to sell Bitcoin. Yes, maybe they can run to the capital markets and get you know loans and they sell equity, right? Sell stock equity. We think of, and I, you know, I was thinking, well, this is the stock equity. These are the equity owners. But, you know, the token called Bitcoin is just another um, way for them to fund their business. And if you think about it like that, that's definitely a security. Because, and if you think about it like this, what are the people who buy Bitcoin actually buying? Are they buying something like oil, right, that's consumed, right, or that's used to make something else? Are they buying um, a product, right, or are they buying nothing, really, just an entry on a ledger, right, that, that, that can't on itself be considered an object because it relies on the continuance of this ledger existing, and the miners basically validating that it exists, right? And keep, and so it depends on people keep to keep mining for your ledger, your ledger entry to matter, right? So you're selling ledger entries uh, through, you know, these uh, UTXOs and your private key, which you use to sign a message to transfer these UTXOs. So you're basically just signing a ledger. Um, and, you know, that is, um, that's, that's not an object. And I'm going to have to actually end this here and I'll pick it up, um, in a bit.